I'm Ruxandra Guidi, host of The Catch, a podcast from Foreign Policy and the Walton Family Foundation about the seafood we eat and the impact it can have on our world. This season, we'll hear how Norway is handling cod's changing migration patterns and what it says about fisheries in other parts of the world. Season three of The Catch is out now. If olive oil prices seem higher than ever, it's probably because they are. We'll also examine some ancient footprints in New Mexico and some news from the White House about the U.S. southern border. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Friday, October 6th. Let's get you caught up with today's 7 stories. At number one today, the Biden administration will build new barriers on the southern border. The goal is to try to curb what's been a record number of illegal crossings. It's a shift for President Biden, who said while campaigning in 2020 that he would not build another foot of wall. His administration will bypass environmental protection laws to fast-track the construction. Speaking yesterday, Biden suggested his hands were tied because Congress had already allocated the money for the barriers. He also said he didn't think border walls were effective. So one question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. The U.S. will also resume deportation flights of newly arriving Venezuelans, Two weeks ago, the Biden administration announced it would extend special status to those who had arrived by July 31st. At least 52 people were killed by a Russian strike in eastern Ukraine. That is our second story this morning. A missile strike hit a grocery store and a cafe yesterday in a village in the Kharkiv region. Ukrainian officials said a six-year-old child was among the dead. It was one of the war's deadliest missile strikes. The surrounding area has been the focus of a Russian military offensive as Ukrainian forces advance elsewhere. Meanwhile, White House officials are scrambling to salvage U.S. aid to Ukraine following this week's chaos in Congress. The delivery of the aid has been thrown into doubt by the ousting of Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker. The election of a new House Speaker is expected next week. At number three, a drone attack on a Syrian military academy killed at least 80 people. Syrian officials said yesterday that explosive drones hit the academy in Homs. It happened during a graduation ceremony attended by families, and over 200 people were injured. It was one of the deadliest attacks on government-held territory in Syria in years. No one has claimed responsibility for the attack, but Syria retaliated with airstrikes in the country's northwest, which is home to various rebel groups. An imprisoned Iranian activist was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize this morning. That's number four. The prize went to Nargis Mohammadi. It recognized her fight against the oppression of women in Iran, where women's activities and clothing are strictly controlled. Norwegian Nobel Committee Chair Barrett Reese Anderson announced the award this morning and spoke about Mohammadi's imprisonment. 
Her brave struggle has come with tremendous personal cost. Altogether, the regime has arrested her 13 times, convicted her five times, and sentenced her to a total of 31 years in prison and 154 lashes. Ms. Mohammadi is still in prison as I speak. Earlier this week, the Nobel Prizes in Medicine, Physics, Chemistry, and Literature were handed out. Winners got a gold medal and a cash prize. You can find links to the full list of winners and their achievements in our newsletter. Look for that link in our show notes. Number five, the South's drought has gotten worse this fall. A federal tracker shows that about 90 million people are experiencing drought in the U.S. Record-breaking summer heat has left southern states parched, from Arizona to Mississippi. The drought has also led to a lot of disruption. It slowed the flow of the Mississippi River, which has led to saltwater traveling up the river toward New Orleans. It also contributed to one of Louisiana's worst fire seasons. But there is some hope on the horizon. This winter's El Nino climate pattern could help alleviate the drought. Number six, olive oil prices have reached record highs. Extreme heat, wildfires, and drought have decimated the harvest in Spain, which supplies half the world's olive oil. U.S. retail prices have grown 12.5% just this year, and things may not get better soon. Climate change-related extreme weather is already threatening next year's harvest in several olive oil-producing countries. This could make shortages worse. And at number seven, ancient footprints could rewrite the history of when humans arrived in North America. According to a new study, the fossilized tracks in White Sands National Park in New Mexico are more than 21,000 years old. The new evidence supports a controversial theory that humans were in North America much earlier than previously thought. It also supports what many Native Americans believe about the ancient origins of indigenous peoples. Take a look at the fossilized footprints on our site. They're a glimpse into an ancient world where children splashed in the mud and humans stalked giant sloths and walked among mammoths. That's the show for this week. The assistant producer of The Seven is Taylor White, with special help this week from Trinity Webster Bass. The staff writers are Jamie Ross and Hannah Jewell. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. Copy editing by Melissa No and Francis Moody. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. Our director of audio is Renita Jablonski. I'm Jeff Pierre. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. And I will meet you back here on Monday. <laughs>